Hi, welcome to Bible 101 with Bill. And this is number seven. We've had six before, and they all tend to feed on the one before it and lead to the next one. And this is no different. We have been looking at how to find yourself around in the Bible, to find the Bible text you're looking for. So you can look at earlier ones for that. We also began by also looking at some of the great prophecies in the book of Daniel. Daniel 2 of the great image, Daniel 7 dealing with the beasts, and then Daniel 9 with the great prophecy that predicted Christ. That was number six. Number six, if you want to go back and review that, of how the prophecy of 600 years prior to Christ's birth, that they predicted exactly, exactly when Christ would be crucified. It couldn't have been a year earlier, it couldn't have been a year later, it was perfectly on time. As we found in Galatians that it said, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Right on time. So you can go back and look at those and uh, follow those along if you would and be helpful to others. Also, if you would like to share this with others and say, hey, there's a Bible series going on and uh, you would like to uh, follow that and encourage others to do that, please do. It's for anybody, whether they are familiar with the Bible or not, but it's primarily aimed at just the very basics to help people understand the very beginnings of the Bible. Now, the Bible, as I've mentioned before, is unique like, like no other book. It had uh, 66 books that we would say and 39 authors spreading over 1,600 years. We don't have other books like that, and particularly in the scriptures, they add so much to how God is trying to save men. So today, what I would like for you to do is to find your Bible, and if you have that, and if you know how to go to the table of contents and find a particular verse, and a particular book in your Bible, um, I can't help you with that, but usually the table of contents is right at the beginning, so you can get the page number. So if you can find that, I'd like for you today if you would look and find 1 Corinthians, we'll get the shadow off of there, 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians, and I, I also abbreviated it so you could see how they often abbreviate it. And then again, there's the F. The F means following. Verse 3, chapter 15, verse 3, and F meaning following. That's how we do that. And so you can do that. Sometimes they'll put a dash into the end of it, but we're just going to use the letter F because you may want to read more on. So that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, I have been asked, well, pastor, can you please share with me what is really important? What is the most important thing out of the Bible? That's what I would like for us to look at today, is what is the most important thing that we can do, the most important part in the Bible uh, for us today. So if you look at 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians, now, Corinthians was a letter that was written to the church of Corinth by the Apostle Paul, who was Saul before the, he met the Lord on the road to Damascus. A whole other story. It's an amazing story. But he wrote these letters as a Christian missionary, and he was writing to the church of Corinth, which was Gentiles, according to the Jews. And he was writing, and he wrote this. And so I want us to look very carefully at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And he said, for what I received, I'm in verse 3, for what I received, I passed on to you of 
first importance. This is it. Number one of first importance. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas, or to Peter, and then to the twelve. And then to the five hundred. Did you catch that? Of first importance, the most important thing about what is being revealed in the scriptures has to deal with the idea that of first that Christ died for our sins. There's no other world leader, religion world leader, who died for his people. Only Christ. And he died to pay for our sins. That's what Paul is saying. He died to pay for our sins. The sins when we have transgressed God's law, when we have done horrible things, or even slighting of things to other people that were wrong, it is a sin. And the wages of sin is death, the Bible tells us in Romans. So here is Paul, and he's sharing with the first importance. According to the scriptures, Christ came and died. According to what the Bible said would happen, right from Genesis 3.15, he came and he said Jesus would come and that he would die for our sins. What, what does that mean? Well, when Jesus died for our sins, he took upon us, took upon our sins upon himself. He took upon us, our sins, our, our record. Now, the Bible talks about that in heaven, that there is a book of remembrance and a book that writes down all the good things that we've done and all the evil things that we have done. And so that record, if I could just illustrate it with the Bible, this is a book, let's say this is like a book in heaven. And I have all my record there. Well, when God opens up the book and he looks at it, he will say, hmm, Bill, look, look, look. One sin keeps us out of heaven. One. Sin cannot come into heaven. So we're all lost. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, Book of Romans says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're all lost. So when Christ died for us on the cross and he died for our sins, he took our sins, he took his sins, the sins of the world, upon himself. Now it's like that record. And it's like Jesus came along and said, I see, Bill, that you have sin in your life. You are a sinner. And I admit that I am. You are a sinner. And therefore, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to exchange records, if you like. My life record that I lived here on earth, my 33 years that I lived on earth, has no sin in it whatsoever. Oh. If you would like, Bill... And if you confess your sins and repent and say, yes, I take you as my Savior and Lord, I will exchange your record for mine. Really? Yes, that's what happens. He takes our record, our sinful record, and he pays for it. The wages of sin is death, and Christ pays with his own blood for my sins. And he gives me his record 
that has no sin. So when judgment comes or when I look and I hold up my record before God, I'm actually holding Jesus' record. And I say, Lord, and he asked me, why should I let you into my kingdom? And I said, well, the only reason I can be let into your kingdom is because I've been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and I now have his record, which has no sin. I have been cleansed and forgiven and I have no sin. Well, I continue to sin and I need to be forgiven every day and ask the Lord to forgive me, which is true. But the concept of Christ dying and paying for my sins, and then he said, that's of first importance, and then going on and said that he was buried and he raised on the third day. We don't worship a dead Lord. We worship one who resurrected. And what does it mean by resurrection? By being resurrected. By being resurrected, he indicated to us that he can break the bonds of death. Christ is the life giver. And for all who wish, all who want to be with the Lord, all who want to live and to love him and to be loved by him, God opens the doorway to forgive us and to cleanse us. It is a powerful and beautiful moment to realize that someone loved you, loved me so much that they would die and pay for our sins. That's what Christ did. We don't find Buddha doing that. We don't find Muhammad doing that. We don't find any of the other religions around the world. We don't find that as well. It's not in Hinduism. It's not in Taoism. It's not in Islam. They're all based on works, all based on works. Christianity is not based on works. It's based on grace. God doing for you what you could not do yourself. It is an amazing and powerful thing. We'll talk more about it. I'll share with you more about how that all works. But I wanted to leave that with you. 1 Corinthians 15, take and read that over carefully and see that the first importance, the most important thing that you can know from the Bible is that Christ died for your sins and that he rose and lives again, that he paid for you so that you could have the gift of eternal life. These things the Bible says in 1 John 5, 13, these things are written that you may know you have eternal life. How can you know that? because Christ forgave you and gives you his life for yours. You can start living eternal life today. It's a wonderful thing. Please share this with others. There'll be number eight coming out soon. Thank you for joining me. I hope that's been helpful. If you have questions, please let me know. You can either send me an email or go to our website at www.naplessdachurch.org and we'll be happy to communicate with you. But thank you. God bless you. I look forward to having you with me for number eight as we talk more about the most important thing that Christ did for us. God bless.